Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of So What You Think. I am your host, Nick Ledoux. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a movie podcast show where me and a guest will come on and we'll discuss a movie that we've both just seen for the first time and give our immediate reactions to it. Uh, today, we watched uh, this movie called Enter the Void, which is directed by Gaspar Noé. It came out in 2009, and it's described as a, an experimental melodrama. Uh, I'm just going to read the premise off for you real quick. Uh, because it's a really confusing <laughs> and crazy movie. Uh, the premise for this movie, uh, the psychedelic tour of life after death is seen entirely from the point of view of Oscar, a young American drug dealer and addict living in Tokyo with his prostitute sister, Linda. When Oscar is killed by police during a bus gone bad, his spirit journeys from the past, where he sees his parents before their deaths to the present, where he witnesses his own autopsy, and then to the future, where he looks out for his sister and beyond the grave. Yep, that's the plot of this movie. Uh, joining me today is my friend Rihanna. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me on So Would You Think. Um, thanks for coming on. Thanks for picking a crazy movie to watch. There's a lot Absolutely. to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I, f I figured I was like, well, I would love to be asked, so what'd you think about, about Enter the Void? Um, yeah. Especially like knowing nothing about it going in. Um, I don't know. I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be an interesting experiment. Uh, yeah, this is a great movie to, uh, to pick. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, I'm super curious to hear what you thought about this. So we're going to do uh, spoiler-free thoughts for the first few minutes. So for people who haven't seen the movie, feel free and stick around, listen to uh, our thoughts about that premise, and then we'll go into spoilers, and you guys can uh, come back and listen to the rest of that when you've seen it. Um, yeah, Rihanna, so, so what did you think about Into the Void? Sweet. I... I... Okay, so I have a lot of complicated thoughts, which I feel like we can get into after the spoiler break. Sure. However, I think that I thought it was very interesting. Um, and I say interesting because, like, I feel like a movie doesn't have to be captivating to say something, you know? And I think, like, this was very interesting in concept, and I feel like that was, like, the thesis for this movie. Like, you don't have to be comfortable while watching it, you know? Like, you don't have to be, like entirely there with what they're saying as long as it has something to say you know which is very like around the around <laughs> the core but you know there's it's a movie about life and death and I feel like when you make a movie about that it has to be you know a little bit a little bit of experiment there yeah yeah that's fair I think the experimental aspects work at least as far as like the the concepts of what they're trying to go for in this in this movie um yeah. I think this movie borders on the line of like extreme like pretentiousness. Um. Yes. Oh, oh, there. I know the worst type of people that love this movie. Like, <laughs> like I the the absolute like worst type of film bro loves Enter the Void. <laughs> Historically, that, that's that's good context. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I guess what do you think, too, about uh, the director, Gaspar Noé? Because I, I actually generally do like his movie. I've seen Climax and I've seen mm -hmm. um, Love, which yeah. are, Love is arguably also equally pretentious. But I, I, I like both of those. I'm curious what you think. Yeah. I mean, I, I have. So I've only seen Climax before. However, okay. like I know his I know his work very well. And I know like the cinematographer, Benoit Deby does a lot of Harmony Korn movies like he did Spring Breakers and um, Beach Bum and uh, those are two of my most like favorite shot movies of all time and I know right. he did Climax as well um, so like that was like my main like draw it was like oh the Gaspar Benoit team because it like mm -hmm. I don't know Climax Climax is really good like I love Climax um, yeah. was one 
one of my favorite movies of that year. Um, however, that's like my only my only interaction with Gaspar, other than like people being like, "Yo, his movies are fucked up." Like, <laughs> you know, his movies are his movies are deep, and and they're also you know super busted. Um, so like, I don't know. I'm familiar with him as like the dude that has sick visuals and psychedelics, and like also talks about things um you know like i don't know had undertones of impregnation and incest you know like that's that's the sort of uh, undertone sort to say of, the least undertones <laughs> to say the least um but like that's that's what i that's what i know about him i mean i like it you know i i really loved climax like i said but i think that like he's very he's very on the line of like too much style too much pretentiousness and and that's something that like I think is always always the discourse around him. Yeah, totally. I think this film especially, w- there's so many parts of this movie that feel <laughs> that would like to a, a not like avid film goer, and <laughs> this might be too much um, for certain people. I, my roommate was coming in and out watching me watch this movie, and he was he was very confused. Um, yeah, I was um I was watching this in the living room, and I live in a house of nine. So people were filtering through and like, you know, people were like bringing guests through the living room as as, um, you know, there were very graphic things on the screen. Um, and I was like, cool. And, and you know, I was like, oh, I'm a film major. It's for class. But, you know, it's kind of kind of justify um, watching that in, in public. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That's what I normally say whenever I watch something really weird. Like, oh, it's just for class, even if it's not. Right. <laughs> just right. right. Like, oh, you know, like it's for my art class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, before we go into spoilers and uh, final final thoughts, would, would you would you recommend this movie to people who haven't seen this? I would. I think I think despite everything that we have implied um, about the film, I do think it's it's an experience and I think like if you are an avid movie watcher and and you you know sort of like what a movie can do beyond like the the barriers of like narrative I think it's I think it's really interesting and I think you should watch it. Yeah, I would agree. I think yeah, it may be hard to watch for some people, but I think um it's definitely very impressive and I think you can at least get that out of it. Um Yeah. Yeah, I, I would recommend it. I think there's a lot of interesting themes about life and death. And, um, yeah. yeah. But okay, so yeah, let's go into it because I want to talk about more specifics. So if you haven't seen the movie, yeah. go see the movie. Come back and listen to the rest of this podcast. Um, yeah, what do you want to go into first? I guess I will. <laughs> this movie shot uh, as a, in like first-person narrative style. I'm curious, what do you think about that? Um, I know you like the cinematographer. Did, you, did this style work for you? Yeah, I think the style worked immediately because like the as the film starts, right, and it starts with him taking a DMT trip, I believe, like you kind of get used to the first person style very quickly and I thought I thought it was a really good choice. Um I thought it was I thought it was really good to have that sort of be the way that we view everything because when you get like 20 minutes in and Oscar gets shot, like you feel it different than you would I think if it was if it was outside his head or outside third person um and I think that like I don't know you can't tell this movie without it being first person I feel you know um it's very it's very like internal and and super psychedelic and I feel like that's not really effectively conveyed in any other fashion other than seeing it through the character's eyes you know 
Yeah, 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 I agree. I think, yeah, I mean, it works well. And with the themes of the movie of him, like, being in his body and then, like, having this sort of, like, out-of-body experience, like, literally, like, with the camera movement being out of his body. um, I think that works pretty well. It was... It was a big shift, I think, going from being first person to, like, once he gets shot and the rest of the movie is just kind of, like, spinning overhead shots, like, for, like, the next yeah, two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, like, kind of works and it does, It was just, like, it's it's jarring. Um, but, yeah, I think it works. I, it's, it's incredibly impressive. I don't know how they shot this movie, like, at all. Like, I, no, yeah. All these scenes, like, I was reading, it sounds like there's a lot of crane shots involved, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's impressive. It's technically impressive. Um, it yeah no it it really is. I I I really admire the sort of like technicality even like immediately when like he starts to trip and and the visuals just like get more and more intense. It's like the the amount of effort that they put in to making this movie also feel like a genuine psychedelic trip. I think is is super interesting. Like there there was a stunning. Um, like parallel I feel between between like what it takes to like really get into psychedelics or have like a bad trip and then you know what what they were showing on screen I think they did a really great job at that totally yeah I definitely I wrote down it was like I feel like the when he takes the drugs in the movie it feels like very real and like Mm -hmm. especially when he takes DMT like you feel that like numbness he almost feels like of how like the whole world kind of goes out of focus and he's yeah. just like all of a sudden transported and you even he even has that like out of body experience like when he's on DMT um which like parallels when he dies later so there's this interesting parallel of like when he's taking drugs and then when he's dying it's like shot visually like very similarly um yeah we're like pointing to some sort of like connection with like drugs and death um which is kind of interesting yeah i mean it's it's looking at like the whole idea of like of like ego death you know and and like the death of the physical along with like the death in the mind and i thought like something that i wrote down that was really interesting was like the way that they use the tibetan book of the dead to like kind of set it up and then and then go into it because like the way the way they articulated it being like you know like you die and then you see your entire life and then you see the lives of others and yourself as like from above i think like i don't know i feel like that's why i think like the whole movie is like an experiment really because like you know, it's it's kind of just bringing to screen what what they say in the book, or, or what Alex, right, the dude with the the dude with the accent, says about about what's in what's in the book. Like a lot of heavy psych users uh, that I know, all fucking love this movie. Like like they're like, yeah, this is this is extremely cool and like super <laughs> accurate. And like you know, I watched this while while on shrooms when I was nineteen, like shit like that. <laughs> yeah definitely do you think like Gaspar Noe's intention was to like mimic an experience of being on drugs like for this movie or is it just it kind of connects like visually with it like after the fact I think like he I I feel like he he wants the viewer to feel like they're under a, a trip because like if you look at his other movies, like, that's what he does in Climax, where, like, the characters take acid and, and you know, they have their, their like, hell-laden night, um, like, dance party. Uh, and, and the movie is, like, shot and, and directed to feel like you're on that trip with them and you're experiencing, like, the descent into hell with them as they, as they all, all have, like, bad acid trips. And, like, I, I think that, like, 
that's something that he wants to do you know like that's something that he always does and he and I think he really does it well he's the only like director that I think like accurately portrays that in a way that it's not like super corny you know um like I feel like he conveys the trip visual in such an interesting way where it's both like technically advanced enough to feel real and like emotionally there as well he does a really good job at that yeah I think so yeah it it feels like a very like genuine experience of what it is like to be on drugs um yeah that and climax yeah they both like the experience is like a very visceral thing like his, his style feels like he's trying to go for this like capture a feeling of what it's like um rather yeah. than like any sort of realist kind of way to do it um yeah i'm curious so i like when my quick wikipedia search right after i finished this movie because i was like yeah. okay, i need need something here <laughs> yeah. um I, I saw a quote from gaspar in a way which i think is interesting and kind of like because mm-hmm. my so i guess I'll, I'll say my theory about the ending um mm-hmm. and we can go into that um yeah so they they mentioned this idea of reincarnation a lot throughout this movie um and even at one point, Oscar is asking his sister if, like, if she believes in reincarnation. Um, and there definitely seems to be some sort of theme of, like, life after death and, like, his body. I think even in the, yeah. the book of the dead, like, they were talking about how it's his spirit, like, searching for a new body. Um, and then yeah. it seems like at the end, it's like when his sister and uh, his friend Alex are having sex and then... There's a new then, baby that yeah. comes out at the end. <laughs> As we watch the the sperm literally travel through her <laughs> vagina, yeah. Yeah, the the yeah. POV her vagina with his penis coming in. <laughs> yeah, was the literally. icing on the cake. <laughs> yeah, I I texted my friend immediately after I saw that who who I saw on on Letterbox like his review was like Gaspar definitely has an impregnation fetish and I texted him <laughs> after and I was like, "Why? Why did you need to show that?" But like right. even then, I I were were you leading to say that it has like something to do with like reincarnation and that like he is the the reincarnated child? Right. Well, that's what I, I was like. Okay, this yeah. is clearly implying some sort of like reincarnation. Like either this is Oscar as the baby, or you yeah, know, this is just her baby. But like, and he's living through this baby now. Like whatever yeah. you want to think about it. Um, but like the director actually didn't really say it's it's not as much about that and so he, mm-hmm. the quote here says the whole movie is a dream of someone who read the tibetan book of the dead and heard about it before being shot by a gun it's not the story of someone who dies flies and is reincarnated it's the story of someone who is stoned when he gets shot and has an intonation of his own dream huh. <laughs> which wow. i think is super interesting this yeah. is like my my inclination is like yeah like he's reincarnated but maybe it's yeah. not and he was just high and then he died and he had like just heard this story about reincarnation and he just had like this like trip essentially when he was yeah. dying and he like thinks he's being reincarnated it, i don't know that's I, crazy yeah that reminds me of, like the quote that like this is like such a wild quote but it's from like andrew lloyd weber who made cats and like you know <laughs> like cats is such a is such a insane movie with like lots of like religious imagery and like you know like like the, the play as well like you know, I don't know, the the Jesus cat is named Old Deuteronomy, which is a book in the Bible, me like piecing things together. But um, he was asked, like, Andrew Lloyd Webber, like, what do, what are you what are you trying to say with this? Like, you know, like, what are you are you saying that like, the people get sent to heaven or hell, like they get chosen to go to heaven. And he would just said, like, 
dude, it's about cats. <laughs> <laughs> and like that that quote I think of all the time, but I feel like this is that or, or this is that situation where like we're like, no, it's about like reincarnation and like everybody seems to feel that it's like, you know, he dies and then goes through the sort of steps in his life. Um, or at least that's what I think. And and Gaspar is just like, no, he was just on DMT when he got shot. And <laughs> right. that's it, you know? <laughs> right. But it's like if that's the case and that's like what the director believes and like what's yeah. the point of the like what is he, what's the takeaway of this movie is it that like people who are on drugs like think they have these like religious practically religious experiences and yeah. but they're actually just like dying and it's just it's like about like emptiness or like it, I don't know is that like a takeaway <laughs> Yeah, that's a really interesting takeaway, I think. It's cuz like I feel like he just like by saying that it kind of just like diminishes the sort of substance in the movie or at least like the substance that we gather because like one look at this movie and it's like style over substance you know and I feel like as the viewer you sort of like piece together what that means and I know that like when I was watching I was like oh this is like you know somebody dying looking back on their life you know kind of living through the the experience of, of death um and I think like whenever directors sort of like go back on on the things that they put out in their movie, I always find it to be sort of like a slap in the face because it's like, well, you know, like, what's what's the point then if you're just making this about about a, a stoned guy, you know? <laughs> so I think I right. think that's an interesting read of it, though, to be like, you know, it is about the void, <laughs> like, right. Bottom text, like, that's it. Right. Yeah, it almost seems like in that, like, reading of it, it feels like anti-religious or something. It's like, it's so, like... people claim to have all these crazy experiences or like the minutes before your death it's like the crazy you have like you relive all your moments in your life and it's like maybe it's just all just a bad like trip like yeah yeah i don't know i don't (laughs) that was not my first inclination like my first takeaway from this movie but after reading that quote i was like oh i I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think it's i think it's interesting like i i because i didn't think about it like that um yeah. So yeah that's that's like that's food for thought i don't know like that's that's <laughs> a really great read especially like when people like i know people take dmt and then like see entire lives of themselves with people that they've never met before you know and they have such close personal bonds in this trip like i feel like if that's if that's the drug he was taking maybe that's a connection there like you know like he sees all these things that like he might have just been high and like you know feeling so deeply um yeah and i think you can even go further and say like it doesn't necessarily diminish like what's in the film like it doesn't mm -mm. take away from like the experience or like if you had if you could like connect with it and have this emotional experience with it and like believe in this reincarnation that the film is showing you that doesn't necessarily mean like you can't have that experience like it's it's like the people who are on these drugs and have this experience like that's still a valid like spiritual experience you had and you can have that watching this movie, even though it's just about like a, a stoner who died. And, yeah. You know, like, so it could be like that kind of read. It doesn't necessarily have to like ruin the content of what was in the film or like ruin these ideas of in- reincarnation. No, yeah. But, I think like if if you're looking at it, though, I feel like a lot of the flaws of the movie sort of feel um a little bit more justified under the lens of reincarnation or like at least in my opinion because like my biggest issue with the movie is that I felt like it was too long and like it dragged at certain times and like 
that's kind of why I like climax so much is that it feels like every moment is necessary and like with this it felt it felt very drawn out at points um but me thinking about it's like about life and sort of like going through life and reincarnation that like yeah you know the experience is tedious because it is a person's entire life that's being reduced to these small moments you know um and and Mm. i tend to do like mental gymnastics like that whenever whenever i have problems in more experimental movies because it's like oh you know it's me kind of seeing what i want to see but um i feel like a lot of the a lot of the problems with the movie or at least like criticisms that i've heard get resolved under a more sort of like abstract spiritual light you know yeah yeah that makes sense but yeah that that does seem kind of like an excuse to a certain extent (laughs) but yeah 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 Oh, I know. I I justify awful things in like awful movies because I'm like, no, it's intentional. Like that's why one of my favorite <laughs> right. movies is Freddy Got Fingered because I'm like, he was actually doing it as a joke. Like it was a bit, and you know, like it's not like the movie actually sucks. It sucks because he wanted it to, you know. But <laughs> right, yeah. Is that how you view like all bad movies? Like <laughs> if they're so bad, it's like this is done on purpose. No, yeah, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think I was put on this earth to watch terrible movies. Um, so like Yeah, you're revealing know. your like crazy movie taste on this podcast. Yeah, right no, now. yeah. I mean, because, like I don't know, like I'd be watching everything, right? So like I I'm yeah. watching Enter the Void at the same time I'm watching like the entire Medea franchise over the course of a week. Oh. Um Yeah. How's that yeah, going separately? <laughs> um separately, it's I wish I wish we did a Medea movie, honestly, because they are the most they are the most tonally dissonant movies I have ever watched in my entire life. Every single Medea movie is like fifty percent harrowing portrayals of domestic abuse, and then the other fifty percent are like Medea with a gun, like farting and laughing about it, and like beating up children. Like it's like wow. there there is no in between. It's very insane. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah but like comment. even even then, I'm like, Tyler Perry knows what he's doing because these movies keep selling and he keeps having an audience for them. So like, it's kind of intentional to watch it and be like, oh, this feels like two separate movies, <laughs> you know? Like I feel like that's on purpose. But like to digress, I feel like I I do that with every movie where I see that has a problem that is not like you know a typical like theater blockbuster movie because like I don't know. I feel like uh, I I want to give filmmakers credit um even when they don't deserve it sometimes yeah no that's fair it's hard to make a movie people should get credit when they've made one <laughs> right right that's why i'm like i i honestly have said this in in like job interviews i've done recently and i've been like i don't think there are bad movies like i i don't think that like a movie can be bad i think it just has a different audience than the, <laughs> the person that's saying it's bad like is familiar with you know, and like I, I love I love awful movies and I do that because it's like, yeah, like they bring me joy. You know, like when I watch like Jay and Silent Bob strike back, I know it's not a good movie, but I love it. <laughs> and it's made for me specifically. Right. And that's why and that's why it brings me like happiness. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good movie, even though it sucks. Like I will rate it five stars, you know, like <laughs> I, I, I justify things like that. But yeah, right. No, that, that's a that's a great way to think about it. There's always an audience. There's always someone, someone yeah. out there who's got to like it. Dude, right? there's somebody <laughs> out there whose favorite movie is like the Shaggy Dog, and I think that's beautiful. Like, <laughs> like Dude, there's Shaggy someone Dog's out there. Shaggy Dog's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Shaggy Dog slaps, you know. And it's like, 
Like, someone's favorite movie is Shaggy Dog. Someone's favorite movie is, like, I don't know, fucking, like, you know, Cats or something, you know? Like, everybody has (laughs) a movie that sort of, like, tickles the brain worms. And it's, like, even when I tell people that, like, my favorite movie is Spring Breakers, people, like, scoff at me. They're, like, what? How? And I'm, like, it's a movie about, like you know how objectification of young women leads to destruction you know like i'm like i can spin my way out of anything <laughs> no that's totally fair i'm not judging you at yeah. all for your movie taste no, i appreciate <laughs> Keep it I on appreciate doing that. Your... yeah yeah i'm i'm quite i'm quite passionate about the bad movie i feel like i can do like like i, I was gonna do for for my my show i was gonna do like a bad movie every week um like discourse and see what people think about that that's so great yeah yeah i love that idea um but yeah we digress anyway yeah (laughs) yeah back to back to to uh, enter the void back to enter the void um okay i'm curious though because we talked about gaspar noe's like take on this is not necessarily your takeaway um so what was your takeaway I, i guess at the end of this movie before us talking about this at all yeah I mean I kind of saw it as like I saw it as reincarnation I saw it as sort of like like I said experiencing the steps of the Tibetan book of the dead theory of like death um and and how it moves and like even looking at something like enter the void like you know I I feel like it's very very easy to draw the connections between that and death you know like and by labeling the movie enter the void like you are you are experiencing you know entering the void the void being nothing right and it ends like that um i i i feel like the ending is just like it's it's cyclical it it is i i saw it as reincarnation as well um yeah i don't know i i kind of took it to be something i guess grander than than his intention but i feel like that's that is the intention you know to kind of take it how you will like you would uh uh psych like psychedelic trip i think it's very personal yeah definitely and i think yeah as long as that's our like takeaway from the film then like yeah that's totally valid and (laughs) like people clearly have gotten like much deeper things out of this movie than i guess what even he intended through it but that's even better i guess (laughs) yeah i mean he has he has fans you know (laughs) like like this man has fans for a reason and i guess it's because people piece together what they want out of out of his movies you know like even i forget the one that's that's um the one with the very graphic and long sexual assault scene um Mm. i think it's like irreversible or something oh yeah i have not seen that one i haven't seen that but but even then like i know people that love that movie um you know even because or or even though that is there um because they see it as like you know like it's visceral and it connects to human emotions whether that emotion is like happiness or disgust you know it's an emotion and it makes people feel things and that's i guess what cinema is all about in the in the, in the loftiest of of you know and corniest of, of thoughts yeah definitely i feel like all of his films too kind of have this specific focus of some sort of feeling like with love yeah. it, it's like it's literally about love and like heartbreak and right and then with like this it, it seems to be about like drugs and like I guess kind of this feeling of emptiness and it being a void and yeah um, I was gonna say like loss like I feel like loss is is the core sort of sentiment because I mean Oscar's life is trauma you know it's entirely trauma and then after he dies 
it's the trauma of his friends, you know? So I feel like that's the, that that's a core theme, you know? That's, a, I like that read of it. Cause I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's interesting. Cause as I was watching, I guess after he's died and they, they go to the past a lot, then they kind of focus on like the future, like after his death and you see mm-hmm. him like his autopsy and like these events of his friends lives after the fact. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, what, is the point of this yeah. like what like why is this movie still going on i guess um yeah. but i think i think part of it may be just like to see the trauma of others and i don't know for him to like take back take a step back from his own like selfishness and his own like inner self and to see others yeah. i don't know i mean what did you think like were you yeah. still captivated i guess like two-thirds in the movie <laughs> right. I don't I don't think so I think like he definitely lost me at a point because I I really liked all of the sort of internal perspective on his life you know like I thought that was really beautiful where it was just like the vignettes of different places and and he's just like it's the back of his head and it sort of tethers everything together I yeah. thought that sequence was absolutely gorgeous um when it starts like you know devoting all of its time to like his sister and his friends i i will admit that i got a little bit detached from it but also like i don't know like i said i feel like this movie is an experiment rather than you know like it's not designed to be a beginning to end story and it's not designed to to be sort of like entertaining you know i i I don't think gaspar went into it and was like let's let's entertain with enter the void (laughs) you know i think he went into it like i want to portray something and I'm going to do it the way that I think it should be. Um, I feel like it's more, it's more of an experimental movie than, than other things, or at least that's how, that's how I saw it. But again, that might be me doing mental gymnastics, justifying <laughs> a boring second half. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's, that's an interesting way to think about yeah. it. Um, yeah. I feel like entertaining the audience is kind of a priority though, at least in mm. making a film. I can you understand. Think so though, I th- like, like a movie, like, a movie exists only to entertain. Not only to entertain, but mm-hmm. I think it's an element that mm-hmm. if everyone's bored by it, then like maybe you're just like talking about something that's not that interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, certain things obviously require more patience. Yeah. And like this movie, I think, requires a lot of patience. You can get, definitely get something out of it. But if you're if yeah. if you're losing everybody, then like, I don't know. What about like a movie than like, like a movie that's like um i'm trying to think of something that's like super long like like showa right which is like a nine-hour documentary like like it, it's a nine-hour documentary about the holocaust like you know i don't think any any right. like i i don't know anybody really who has like sat down and watched all nine hours in one sitting you know like like is that entertaining you know, or, or should it just exist to like embody, you know, like, like an event, you know, or, or a thought. Right. Okay. I see your point there. And yeah. I, I can acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that for, at least with that specific example, I don't even think the point is to entertain. It's like to inform or to be. Yeah. I guess know. that was, that was a bad example, but like, you know, like long ass movies that are just like meandering, you know, don't really have a, a point. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think I still think it's important. I th- I think it it borders on the line of like pretentiousness. I think when you when you get mm-hmm. to like that kind of argument, mm-hmm. like if mm-hmm. you're no longer entertaining your audience and 
you're requiring them to have a certain amount of patience to tell a story that you think is so important that it like, yeah. allows this like like boringness in the movie yeah. for you to like yeah. get through it then like I don't know it makes you question like whether or not the story like needs to be told in this way or yeah but I, but, I see your but, point no you that's make a good point. but I also <laughs> but I also see your point like I I get it because I feel like a lot of times with with these long movies people are are I feel like people are feeding into the discourse half the time where they're like, oh, you know, I sat through four hours of, of this French New Wave movie. It was amazing. I was so absorbed. And it's like, <laughs> were you, though? <laughs> or like, were right. you playing Candy Crush half the time like I was, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think like there's there's definitely two sides to that, because I feel like things that um, don't entertain still deserve to exist. You know, like, I feel like I don't know. I've seen a lot of stuff that like makes artistic statements rather than like entertains and I feel like those are valid however like I think it all really comes down to like what's the director's intention you know because if it's like I want to make an art movie about you know my life and it's five hours long and it's for me like that is different than like wanting to make like Avengers 8 and is like oh I want to entertain an audience you know and like get coin you know what I mean (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, there's definitely a big difference. And, like, yeah, films yeah. achieve different things and are trying to go for different things. So it's it's maybe unfair to even clump, like, all films together into this, like, broad thing. But I think it is in this film, it, it, it kind of teeters on this line for me. And, like, I think it, I think it works, like, enough. Mm-hmm. And I get the themes of it. I just, like, there's so many moments that I, I don't, I don't necessarily, like, want to revisit it, like, that yeah. soon. Because there's just, like... Yeah. I don't know. Or at least like it would be better if I was on drugs or something mm-hmm. for some out parts of it where it's just like that there it's not anything that he's filmed live. It's all just like kind of effects and this like very like psychedelic yeah. experience, which is cool, but it you know, there can't be that much that's being said in these like intermittent sequences between like him going from one place to the other and it's just like the psychedelic thing in the middle. Like Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I I I see that. Um, think they exist more for for the vibe of the film, like the overall sort of like connectivity of like you know this is this is the psychedelic tone and and theme. Um, I think though that like that though like balancing the sort of like entertainment with what he's trying to say and the vision that he's trying to pull out is why like his other movie Climax is so good because like I think Climax does that really really well like it 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 keeps the viewer invested every single second and like I don't know what you thought of it I really loved it though and like yeah I really like it too yeah like I I feel like the balance between between story and like the themes that he was trying to tell went really well um and I feel like that's something that like I noticed even though this came first I was like climax feels a more masterful version of this movie you know where where he takes the sort of the sort of best themes and like cherry picks the best parts and kind of puts them in a new film you know yeah i mean i agree i think there. i think there's definitely certain elements that are different i think like one of my big takeaways i thought was so cool about this movie is like the blurring of death like i guess just ego death and like blurring mm-hmm. that the, the ideas of death and drugs together um he even like questions like as he's dying like oh this is just a bad trip yeah. um and like this like not knowing of like consciousness and like where you are remembering certain events and having it feel so non-linear i think that's like at least unique to this movie over climax um Mm, mm -hmm. 
but yeah, I think yeah, the rest of it, like yeah, the the how they handle drugs and stuff in climax. I think those themes are done better overall, and yeah. it's a tighter film. And there's like not a moment I think that's wasted in that movie. Whereas this, mm-hmm. it's like okay, I could have cut out twenty yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I was I was even gonna go so far as to say like a half hour could just be like clipped out. You know, all the all the mini points of of Oscar's life I think are really useful, but like the latter half, like. I don't know, there was a lot that seemed just there for the sake of indulgence, which was, you know, a little a little much. Um, even for even for Gaspar, like I didn't need like, <laughs> you know, thirty minutes of, of uh aerial views of people fucking, you know, like that's right. that's fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, like the whole the whole last sequence there, it was like yeah. you, you didn't need any of that. Like the main takeaway was that like Linda and Alex were the ones that were fucking and then they yeah. had a baby and like Oscar's allegedly against this baby, but that, that's all you needed. Right. But then that's, there's like so much. There's m- too much. More. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think like there were there were interesting things that he was trying to trying to get at. However, like I don't know, when I when I say like the worst type of film bro loves this movie, like it's it's because of aspects like that where it's like no, like it's 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 beautiful though, like it's shot so great and it's like <laughs> right, but it's 30 minutes of fucking, you know? Like that's that's what that's what the sort of the sort of divide is right yeah yeah I'm, I'm curious to hear like what what kind of criticisms do you have i feel like my i was really weirded out by his relationship with his sister i'm curious yeah. if you were too <laughs> yeah i was i mean of course i was weirded out because it was very it feel it felt very incestual the entire time and i picked up on that immediately and i think i picked up on that because of the sort of incest plotline in climax where i was like oh okay this is another Gaspar Noé incest thing once again you know I feel like he he tends to do that um which is why I was like oh this relationship is odd um that kind of I don't know that was unnecessary didn't really need that um I think like a lot of the the over sexualization aspects as well were like a little little too much for for um you know a, a casual watch yeah i I, yeah i overall i agree with that i'm curious Mm -hmm. as to why it was even included because it's like it's definitely pretty like they're implying and there's like almost an incestual relationship but the whole thing like it's very obvious like everyone's gonna get that and that was clearly intentional and i don't understand why at all like it seems like almost all this like there's even one scene in the movie where um he's like I think it's like he's having sex or something and then it's like mm-hmm. it's in this all these vignettes of like this montage of his life and it kind of cuts back and forth between like him having sex to like him like sucking on his mom's like breast mm-hmm. and there's like this like connection of like motherly and sisterly as well as like just all any woman that he's like romantically attracted to yeah. all of that is just combined and it's like this very like weird clump that like he's like this male character is like clumping all of these female characters as if they're all the same and they're all connected by like their body that like weirded me out that's i mean that's a that's a really valid way to look at his movies though because i feel like like i don't know i feel like the the sort of latent misogyny in gaspar movies is something to note you know because i think like with directors where where their sort of whole mo is to like challenge the system you know like like Gaspar Noé and like Lars von Trier and shit like that like there's always sort of like a weird 
undercurrent of like how they treat women you know and like i i didn't go into this movie nor do i go into lars von Trier movies expecting like feminist masterpieces but like it's that's that's an interesting way to like look at it right because it's like why did he need to sort of make that connection because we were all implying it anyway kind of just like making that extra step is like excessive you know and i i don't want to sound like a like you know um I don't know, like the MPAA or something, you know, like, I don't want to be like, we shouldn't challenge with the things that we put in films. But like, I don't know, there's a difference between being like, oh, this film is different, right? Like, say, like, Ari Aster's strange thing about the Johnson short film, which is about, you know, an incestual family. There's something different between doing that and then like, doing this movie where it sort of implies that, but also, um implies sort of like misogynistic things about like women bodies you know or or female bodies right and yeah it seemed like he was almost trying to say something grander about like this idea of like cyclical nature of women's bodies and like mother to like sister to you know like like, i I just wasn't here for it (laughs) yeah like like bro that's not you you yeah like like, that's not what you should be saying yeah yeah it gives me very like it gives very um you know like like drunk dude outside of a club at 3 a.m you know like with a with a sig kind of just theorizing about about things whether you asked or not you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that does it does give that kind of vibe (laughs) yeah yeah it it just felt it felt inappropriate i guess yeah um yeah yeah do you have any other like critiques i guess that stood out to you or i feel like gaspar is one of those directors that just throws anything towards the wall and then sees what sticks and then is like okay let's do more of that you know like i i think that like the first 20 minutes is really great um because you see through the eyes of the character and you see what they're seeing um and you see sort of like oscar's um oscar's self right right through the eyes of his own and and like something that i i really dig um like spiritually right is like the concept of like self-recognition through the other and like this movie does that really well um but especially you know in the in the first half hour or so when we're with oscar i think like after that gaspar is like oh yes that was a great thing that we did. Um, why not make the whole movie through this sort of perspective? And then it sort of like loses it because I think it's it's most effective when it when it uses only only a short amount of space, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would agree. It sounds like he threw yeah. this a lot of ideas out there, and like yeah. some of them work, and some of them like definitely don't work. But I like I, I admire how many like he's definitely a very like a thought-provoking director and he has he's trying he has a lot of things he wants to say i guess he does (laughs) he has a lot of thoughts (laughs) yeah he has a lot of thoughts yeah maybe they don't all need to be in there or or deserving of being in there right exactly exactly um, yeah his his like filter for like cutting things out i guess is like non-existent (laughs) or something um yeah yeah yeah, i guess also to kind of to respond to what you were saying earlier i guess not to also do what you do where mm-hmm. you're trying to excuse um, yeah, no, like, yeah. <laughs> the director's intentions here. But um, I think but to excuse his, his the, intentions, I right. think an argument could be made, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, at least with these elements of like the woman's body and all of that. Like yeah. perhaps because like Gaspar Noe is saying like, oh, this is this whole thing is just 
from this guy's perspective of a yeah. guy who's on drugs and he hears this story and then dies yeah. and then this is like what you're seeing and so it's all from his perspective and so this guy just might just be misogynistic and like might be trying to find something deeper within himself and be like oh there's yeah. some sort of connection with my dead mother to my sister to like this mom that I'm like also fucking on the side like yeah. this all these comment like he sees it as like they're all the same because he's a misogynist that's no that's honestly that's a really good read of it but i don't that think that's excusing it at all it, yeah <laughs> no no, no. Like, i it. i don't think yeah when i say when i say <laughs> film bro that's that that's completely valid to 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 say because like i don't know i i think that's a really interesting take on it you know but also kind of falls victim to the to the jumping hoops to to make a point which i know um where it's like, yeah, you know, like he he says things like like this in the movie. However, it's through the character's perspective, you know. And I, <laughs> and I know, and I know, I do that a lot. Where I watch like movies, and I'm like, oh no, like you know, it's not like with Spring Breakers, right? Like a lot of criticism towards Spring Breakers is that like it's it's misogynistic and it objectifies its women. However, I'm like, no, but like that's the point. Like this is how the girls see themselves. So that's what we see on screen, you know? And like, I honestly, I, I don't know what the, what the core point of Spring Breakers is, you know, or, or what the, what Harmony Corrin is trying to say about the objectifying of women because he is a man. However, that's how, that's how I read it. And I think like that's valid in and of itself, you know? Yeah, no, that's totally valid. I don't know if I necessarily agree with your take on that, but that's a whole other <laughs> could discussion. It do, couldn't do a so would you think on Spring Breakers, <laughs> I would just talk the whole hour. <laughs> like, I swear it's not misogynistic. I, I swear it's about the American dream. Like, watch me explain this. Watch me dig myself out of this hole, but yeah. I, I'm curious, too, like, mm-hmm. when while he's, like, flying around, like, what is exactly this message of him being omniscient and, like, seeing this world, like... Like, I don't know. I just, like, I understand, okay, like, I guess his end point was maybe he was searching for some, like, spiritual, like, another body to fill and be reincarnated or whatever, and that becomes, yeah. like, Linda's son, I guess. But, like, mm-hmm. is the rest just, like, him meandering about? Like, I didn't understand, like, why it needed to be so long there or, like, why we're, like, still watching parts of this. Like, I, I don't know. There's just seemed yeah. so many parts of it that didn't have a point or were just like there to like be indulgent and just like take you on an experience like I don't even know if there is a message or if it's like maybe he's like supposed to feel like God and there's like this whole aspect of him like looking above and like I don't know like I think it's that though I think like he's he's trying to say something about about like you know the afterlife and and the idea of being omniscient and I think like this film is a very spiritual film in terms and and a very philosophical film in terms of like what it deals with because like I feel like it's handling both like existentialism and fatalism simultaneously where it's like the the existentialist aspects are like him just like flying around (laughs) I guess you know because there's no other way to explain it just like him flying over Tokyo just doing fuck all and it's like yeah just like seeing whatever he sees and and nothing really matters you know um in the end because you're just gonna fly around and go nowhere you know but um also like there's there's definitely like themes of of him you know like every single moment of his life even the most sort of like minuscule or the most massive and like like they they 
are the stepping stones to the path of where he is now, you know, um, in a very like, you are exactly where you need to be when you need to be there type situation, you know, and I, I think like, I, I feel like it's a very spiritual film, whether or not he intends it to be. And I feel like he, he plays with a lot of a lot of philosophy um, in his portrayal of like, his, his, his main character Oscar's life. That could just be me, like, you know, like, a bowl deep, though, and, like, I see this, you know, but, like, I don't know. I, I, I think, like, I think, like, reading his movies, particularly this movie like that, I feel like it's necessary because it's not just about, like, you know, the the most um, tangible of, of themes, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's all valid. And, like, even if there is, it, it, it is a bit of meandering, I think the theme, like, the idea of, like, Oh, like you are just chosen. You don't get to pick what you're you see after your death, or like this is just the experience, and you're you're experiencing that, and that's the point of this is just to experience what like it might be like after death. And I think yeah, that's valid enough, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't I, know. I like I'm just that. like I I just think like I with this movie, I'm finding myself sort of like piecing it together the more I think about it, rather than like you know finishing it and being like. I got it, you know, it's, it's like, the more, the more I ponder it, the more I'm like, well, actually, you know, this, this might have something to say other than just, you know, watching people, um, you know, have sex and, and their genitals are glowing pink, you know, like, I, I, I well, think that's, also like, that's, that's also there. And, <laughs> if you, you know, want it. <laughs> right. Like, if you want it, if you want a very graphic impregnation scene, like, it's there. Yeah. But, also i think like there there's also like a a lot of a lot of deep deeper um just sort of like spiritual stuff that i think he's trying to say um whether or not it comes across well is like you know up to up to the viewer right like i i mean i'm seeing it there and i don't know if if the average person would um if they weren't looking for it but like the more the more i think about it the more i'm like kind of pointing out things and kind of seeing why people enjoy it more and more even if it wasn't specifically like my cup of tea beyond like yeah I thought it was cool and like super super really interesting to look at you know yeah I agree I, I think thinking about it more too I'm also like yeah this is, there's a lot here and it's yeah. like it's super impressive and yeah the idea of even like capturing this in a film like sounds so hard to do like I wouldn't even yeah. imagine this as being a film at least a live action film because it, it like it's just yeah. it's a crazy idea of like for two hours of this movie essentially the character is having an out-of-body experience where he's dead right um, and, right. and it's just... like how do you how do you show that and that's i i think this movie sorry to sorry to cut you off i feel like it would lend itself really great to like animation um if it were to be animated because like I, I i know that there's a lot of psychedelic animation films out there that like do sort of a, a similar thing if it's not exactly the same sort of like looking at the same type of visual um and i think like that would be that would be really interesting yeah i never i never saw this initially like hearing about this concept i would never see it as oh like live action and he's like you know omniscient and above everything and you know like filmed with crane shots just flying around because that sounds so stupid but it's done <laughs> so well Right. Yeah. The fact yeah. that this is even like remotely any good is like incredibly impressive. Yeah. Because this yeah. is it's so ambitious and it tries for so many things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have a like a, a favorite moment from this or any any particular thing that you really liked from this movie? 
I I mean I really liked when when initially right right when he dies or, or soon after where like you see you see all the moments in his life right and I think I mentioned this before but you see you see the moments of his life and it's the same shot of like the back of his head is is always positioned in the same place and whenever there's like a blackout it emerges and it's the same shot but like in a different situation or it's like same shot him as a child looking at his sister on the swing and then he like blinks again and then you know he's grown up looking at vincent you know and and stuff like that i i thought that sequence was really really dope and like conveys i don't know like like a a very specific emotion that like i can't put my finger on but you're literally watching someone's life you know in in a bunch of mini moments um and your brain kind of kind of pieces together the the connection between all of those moments and like it it gives me such such like like I was mourning this person that I've never met that really on a screen I only knew for 20 minutes but you show all of these heavily intimate moments of his life and and I really I enjoyed that I think like this movie is best when it's accessing um deep psyche of its characters you know Totally. I, I, yeah, that, that sequence is also probably my favorite. It reminded me of like, uh, like honestly, like Tarkovsky, like, have you seen mirror mm, at all? I haven't. No, that's been on my list though. For a minute. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's similar. It's also kind of indulgent in the same way of like a male director, like <laughs> making a movie mm-hmm. about his own life through like vignettes of, and like talking about life and death. Like it's like, yeah, so yeah. I'm like such a sucker for like that kind of movie. No, absolutely. But, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, it was, it, it felt, so beautiful. I think Gaspar in a way, especially like and the uh, the cinematographer too. Like the way he's like setting up shots is it's so beautiful. Like like exactly of him like standing perfectly in that frame and then like having like his parents like come in the corner. Like they will be the same shot and then it will be like the same shot with the parents in the corner for like a second and it'll go away. And it's like it's so carefully planned and like transitions so well together that yeah, I thought that was super cool and yeah. beautiful. I don't think that this movie would have been able to be as effective if the cinematography was not as excellent as it was, you know, like, I, I think that, like, this movie is made solely on the cinematography because, like, explaining this to someone without looking at those images, like, like, if, if people are listening to your podcast without watching this movie, like, at least, like, give the opening credits a watch, you know, because it's, like, it's it it solely is built on the visuals you know um and that's that's really heavy um so i i I don't think this movie would have been nearly as effective or effective in general if it was helmed by a different a different cinematographer you know yeah i agree it totally yeah it's it's so crucial like that the cinematography needed to be good for this movie um yeah and it it definitely is um do you have any final thoughts before before we wrap up here necessary you know, because I think that, like I said, not every movie should be the same, you know, and I think like at the core, at its core, this movie is different, which is, which is really dope and, and awesome. And like, I would recommend this movie, even though I'm not necessarily sure what this movie is about or, or what, you know, I, I like about this movie, if anything, you know, I, I think it's like, if you watch and make cinema, though, <laughs> Like this is this is a very valid watch, and and you should be watching this because it's like what the sort of boundaries of of the form can do, both visually and and narratively. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I think that is like the the most important reason I think I, I would recommend for the, anyone to watch yeah. this movie is because it's just so inventive. Like, like, yeah, technically and thematically. Like, I don't think I wouldn't have imagined a movie like yeah. this to exist. Like, I like I just have never seen something quite done like this. I think the ideas mm-hmm. of life and death are something that have been explored a lot. But like in this kind of omniscient, like out of body experience, that's yeah, I think it, there's it's there's a lot of unique elements to it that even if you're like uncomfortable watching this, it's like there's something to get yeah. out of here for sure. Um, all right. Well, final question. Would you watch this movie again ever? Oof, good question. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I feel like this is like on my list of like great movies that I would never watch again. Like, like Requiem for a Dream, you know, like movies <laughs> where I'm like, I'm yeah. like, this was, this was, you know, interesting and I'm happy I watched it. However, I would not watch it again unless I was under extremely different circumstances. You know, like if I, if I was on drugs, hypothetically, like I could watch the first, the first 20 minutes, you know, and like, and, and be like, hell yeah. Um, I don't know if I would watch the full movie because like it is in fact three hours. And I think there's good three hour movies, of course, but like this maybe is, is one of the more grueling three hour bouts, you know? Yeah, I would agree. It's it's just overly long and it doesn't need to be that long. I think movies can totally be that long and be deserving of it, but there was a few times where like I I like swiped to see how what the runtime was left <laughs> on this movie. <laughs> I got um, up like halfway through to go to the bathroom and it was literally at like the midpoint where it was like I am an hour 25 minutes in. I have an hour 25 minutes to go. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, serve." <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Um but, you know, that, that, yeah, I think that's the main critique that we both seem to yeah. have is that this movie is just, it's a little too long, but that's okay. Yeah. But like, um, if you, if you, if you pace it, you know, if you, if you take a break, if you are going into it, like, oh, the, I will be able to gather the important parts. Like I, I saw, <laughs> I saw her review on Letterboxd. I was like, I understood everything that was going on and I was on my phone half the time. So like, <laughs> you know, if that's, if that's something that, that appeals to you, I think it's definitely a necessary watch and, and worth your time. It's a funny yeah. Letterboxd review. Yeah, I would, yeah. Yeah. I would kind of agree with that. Like there's a lot of ideas in here, but it, they're also kind of spaced out in the movie. Yeah. So you can kind yeah. of, it's, it's easy to grasp overall. It's not a terribly complicated movie, I think. Right. Um, right. No, I, I don't innovative. think it's complicated at all, especially if Gaspar is like, oh, it's about a stoner that dies after hearing the story, you know? <laughs> Like, right. like if you if you is. don't want to supercharge it with your own thoughts, like you don't have to. You can just watch this movie and be like pretty colors, and like that's cool too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. and that's a totally valid takeaway from this movie. <laughs> yeah, literally, because um, there are pretty colors. It is a pretty movie. Exactly. <laughs> I think that kind of wraps up uh, our conversation on Into the Void. Thanks for coming on, Rihanna. No, thank you, Nick, for having me. I've, I've waited for this moment i've waited to be on so what'd you think for so long <laughs> yeah i've been meaning to have you on i'm fly- excellent I'm glad we finally got to do this <laughs> yeah no this was a really great conversation yeah um Sweet. yeah so thank you everyone that wraps up another episode of so what'd you think uh we'll have another episode next week so stay tuned for that but until then peace